Hello and welcome to Sean and Dave Make Music. This month we have one of my favorite podcast guests, one of my favorite people, Sarah Murray. Welcome, Sarah. Hi. Hi. <laughs> so glad to have you here. We just had a really super fun session writing some songs and recording them, and it felt just like uh, old times except better because we have Dave here to help us. Woo! Hey, Dave. <laughs> Go, Dave. Go, dogs. <laughs> Go, meet dogs. <laughs> So we're really uh, excited about the music. I, I'm, I'm like still processing what we did and like how just brilliant and genius all the <laughs> stuff that we just came up with was. I can't wait to share it with you guys, listeners. That's really loaded. Pretty great. <laughs> Get your expectations high now because it is good. <laughs> Don't tune out. <laughs> You're like an American Idol commercial. <laughs> well, I will take that as a compliment because a lot of people watch that show. You're welcome. Thanks. So uh, let's start, just talk a little bit about uh, our shared musical history together, uh, of course. And, uh, well, how did you, when did you start playing music? So I started in elementary school when you do that, like, what band instrument should you play? And mm-hmm. then obviously, like, singing always earlier. My mom and always sang in the car, and that was, like, our thing. Were you in chorus, like, as soon as you could be in elementary school? Or I did think you just so. Like to, yeah, okay. It all kind of meshes together. I don't remember how clearly, like, what came first, band or chorus. But okay. I remember getting that, like, instrument diagnostic when you go into the room and they give you three choices and you get to try them all. Mm-hmm. I they think told I me not to play the flute. Really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they said my lips weren't, like, right for it. Boy, were they wrong. <laughs> yeah, I showed them. I showed him. <laughs> you got it. I did flute french horn and percussion and i did percussion first and they were like no and i was like cool good choice i was gonna try out for percussion but my parents told me we're not gonna let you play it anyway so even if they let you oh we're not gonna let you play it and i was like i just want to try out to see if i could do it and then i just didn't because they wouldn't let me do it anyway yeah it was a lot of like stomping and hitting your leg at the same time which yeah. i did not excel at I'm not Those, sure. i started I on guitar so i could read treble clef so oh, that nice. gave me the in on the glockenspiel Ooh. but the big reason was my guitar teacher like had a heart to heart with my mom who was like your son has no sense of rhythm he <laughs> needs to take percussion so he can develop this <laughs> oh man i didn't know that that's really funny so it's worked out for the better now yeah, i have a great certainly. sense of rhythm just beginning yeah <laughs> That's interesting because, like, I see with my students, too, like, some people I think are born with a great sense of yeah. rhythm and, and some kids aren't. But it's definitely possible to develop. And that's the good news. Yep. So hopeful. <laughs> yeah. That's nice. I don't know if mine ever developed, but I got placed with flute and then I played flute. And I sat behind you, way behind you. You were first chair, and I was last chair. Were you really last chair? Maybe there was someone next to me at some points, like when they were new, like first day in band, they'd sit to the right of me. Otherwise, well, we should also keep in mind that you're two years younger than me, so I was a. But I stayed in that by chair. The time you were a, a freshman, so. that chair was nice and warmed by me. <laughs> she became an expert at copying your finger movements when she was. <laughs> And then holding her flute and not playing. <laughs> Pretty much. All right. Well, how, where do we go from there? So then we, I mean, everybody did bands in, in high school. And I just was like an innocent bystander. And then we were hanging out in college. And I think, did you ask me if, we, did I ask you? I have a feeling that. I don't, I, you know, I don't know. In my mind, we just like hung out one day after you broke up with my best friend mm-hmm. after dating him for four years? Five? Five years? I don't know. Off and on. I blocked I it know. out. Too many years. <laughs> uh, and we, well, through that time, obviously, we, we became great friends and didn't want to end our relationship so we decided to start a band called silly heart yeah it was great oh and also i did musical theater in high school i oh, sang a lot yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Like chorus right. musical theater so i that... wasn't just bad at band right. <laughs> <laughs> so much more to me uh who were some of what, what were some of the roles that you played i know you got robbed on a couple of them but oh. what were some of the ones that you were there any that were like what was noteworthy? freshman year freshman year was well i was in Susical the musical I was the mayor's wife. My claim to fame was going, I'm his wife! <laughs> <laughs> Nailed it. Um, what else? We did uh, G- Joseph and the Amazing Technicolor uh, Dreamcoat. Yeah, that was when I was a senior, I think. And I was the narrator. Okay. What else do we do? Sound of Music. I dropped out. Mm-hmm. Um, what was freshman year? I don't know, but it was great. It was some of the best. Was it The Wizard of Oz? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, who were you in The Wizard of Oz? 
the mayor <laughs> of Munchkin City. Well, I guess at least you have government experience. I do. Yeah. More than More some than me. So people. Did it feel yeah. like a demotion to go from the mayor to the mayor's wife? When I mean, <laughs> yeah, it did feel a little politically charged and kind of weighted and very... Uh, and how do you think that kind of set the trajectory for the rest of your life? I mean, <laughs> wow. It all downhill from there. Guys. <laughs> My fallen government directly reflects. <laughs> no, I mean, things have been great. <laughs> well, that's good. I'm, I'm glad to hear that. Yeah. Um, so Silly Heart had a, a pretty good run there. We had a couple EPs. and we, Yeah, we played shows. We played several great shows, yeah. one of which led to actually changing the trajectory of the rest of your life my whole life changed yeah my now husband wrote a movie and needed a song to put in that movie so he chose a song that we wrote and it was about a gnarly breakup and feeling really sad and he put it in his movie at the best part of the movie where the couple was falling in love and it was so wrong so i only met him because i had to tell him that he used our song wrong and now we're <laughs> married and have a baby thanks to silly heart yeah. <laughs> And I feel really happy that I had a part in that. You did. <laughs> so nice. And uh, going to all those ska shows growing up and meeting Andy and like all. Yeah, it yeah. worked out. Because, I mean, it was even weirder than that. I didn't know Ryan either. It's not like yeah. I introduced you guys. I was in a band with one of the actors in the movie who heard our band and they became his favorite band. And then he showed the thing to Ryan. And so it was kind of. It was a, a tangled web. It we was wove. a pretty tangled web. So we're going to take a listen to that song a little later in the episode. But first up, we have one written from the perspective of a kid who likes going for walks around the neighborhood and meeting all the dogs who are out and about. It's called Dog Walk. And I wrote the opening riff on the ukulele. Then Dave and I wrote and structured the rest of the music. Sarah came up with the idea for the song, and we all collaborated on the lyrics together. Sarah sang, of course. Dave played bass and drums, and I played ukulele, guitar, and percussion. Today, when I woke up, my mom told me, we can go look for dogs. Put on my shoes.
but they all thought we were really cool. They thought we were like famous. We the, played that one show and a bunch of people showed up and they thought we yeah. were really cool. Every friend I had at the time, all nine of them and were there. And at least three or four of mine were there too. And that fills out the fire really nicely. It was a small venue. Yeah. Have you ever been to the fire in Philly? No. That's no. a cool venue. I've seen a couple and played a couple of really fun shows. There. Yeah. We should go back. Yeah. Play a show. Do they, oh, do they have kids shows? We'll make one. Do you think we can um, sustain ourselves without Erica? Mm, I miss Erica. I know. We should have, like, Skyped her in for we this. We should have. Erica was our fantastic cello player. Hi, Erica. Hi. We miss you if you're listening. <laughs> you better be listening. <laughs> cello is my favorite instrument, so I think that adding her to Silly Heart was one of the coolest parts. It's so versatile. She was able to function like a cellist and a bassist and violinist at times. Background vocals. And she vocals. sang background vocals and what a phenomenal yeah, player. She made us into a very nice triangle. She really did. Yeah, those were the days. <laughs> uh, well, Dave is also very versatile, so yes, he uh, helped fill no, this no out nicely skills. with we gotta find a, yeah. bass and drums. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If I had, if we had an upright bass here, you could have faked a little bit of uh, yeah. cello-y stuff. The... Uh, so speaking yeah. of kind of kids' music, that's some of what we do today because that's what is an influence in your life. Yeah. Things have changed. You're not writing quote-unquote bad breakup songs yeah i'm no longer getting bre- badly broken up with yes. i am now i was gonna say with child but i'm not currently this is not an announcement for anything i've had a child and i'm with him during the day most days most days and i found that in scrolling through music there's a lot of really good kids covers and they're really cute and sweet by artists you know and love and are very calming and relaxing and then there's a lot of garbage so i thought that a cool reincarnation of silly heart and what we've done in the past would be kind of giving a, a kid's spin and writing songs for kids or also writing songs now I have a new perspective as a mom and like dealing with writing songs for moms that like I think come from a really like I don't know dark place in motherhood where a very real genuine yeah. place yeah I mean human emotions are amazingly complex they are <laughs> and, and when you put them over pithy music it somehow <laughs> adds a little bit of lightness but still captures that like yeah I don't know. Silly heart. Yeah, silly heart. <laughs> we oh, really think the best name. The name band. captures a lot. It's it really, really so does. Good. I don't know how there aren't other bands out there named Silly Heart. I guess we have like enough of a presence. Yeah, on our so Facebook page. <laughs> All thirteen plus four yeah. of those people are really whatever number that was. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, all of our fourteen thousand. I think it's maybe mm-hmm. fourteen or fifteen thousand. You mean fourteen or fifteen? Period. <laughs> okay, we're at least in the triple digits. <laughs> like, and after this drops, well, my mom and all her friends. Did Martha Stewart talk about us at all? Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> nice name drop. <laughs> well, you did talk about your and Ryan's story in that article a little oh, yeah. bit, didn't you? I did. Could have name dropped us. I I did. They didn't put it in the article. Oh, okay. <laughs> they said bandmates. Yeah, they, they smelled a plug. Yeah. <laughs> that makes for, sense. For background, for anyone listening, my wedding was in the newest issue of Martha Stewart Real Weddings, which is really cool. Yay. And that's uh, what your real job is. Yeah. Also. Being in Martha Stewart. Yes. <laughs> and <laughs> no. planning weddings. I'm a wedding planner. And what else? Didn't you expand to doing more services now as yeah, well? Yeah, we're doing interior design. And because kids have just immersed my whole life, we're working on a really cool uh, kids concept to be launched. Something for kids coming soon. Music for kids? Not music, but just like, well, from us. Yes, <laughs> from Silly Heart, but from Confetti & Co., my business. We're, we're cooking up something cool for children. Interesting. Yeah. Cooking up some children. Yeah. Great. Are there any, uh, what have you been listening to lately other than kids music? Have you had any time to, you know, yeah. listen to I really love, there's a new Brandy Carlisle album and she wrote a song called The Mother, which actually like wrecked my soul. <laughs> I just would listen to it in the very minimal time in which I was alone in the car and I would just sob to it, which is also a really true soundtrack to motherhood, like closing <laughs> the bathroom door and just sobbing. <laughs> if I made an album that truly reflected motherhood, I'd be like, that would be it. Okay. But yeah, that Brandy Carlisle album was just the whole album was really. I've lovely. never heard of her. Is that like indie-ish stuff? Or? Yeah. Okay. Cool. 
feel like a Silly Hearts next album cover is just yeah. a mother sobbing in the front seat of her minivan. Was the kid, the kid is the kid is standing outside the door of the sliding one, just waiting for it to open. I don't have a minivan. It's pretty good. I have a Honda. Are there any um, lessons you've learned in your business that can help super help rocket us into superstardom as as a band? I mean. What can we do? I don't know. I feel like just being persistent. Like the only way I had my career work out was from being like, this is what I do now. And like just doing it and hoping people recognize that it was like something and not just something I created and actually do. And like sitting on the guest bed of my house and just like typing on my laptop. Like I'm a real business. So I think if we just were to walk around and be like, I'm a real band. Okay. Take us seriously. Maybe a couple more songs in the bag. Might yeah, help. yeah. Give us the confidence. The confidence to. Uh, we need the consonants. We in need the songs. to put some consonants in there mm-hmm. with the right amount of dissonance mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and vowels. Yes, nailed it. <laughs> <laughs> Thank, Thank you for you that. If you guys have a tip. friend that's a animator or draw artist. Mm-hmm. The what would you do sound I, or song that we just did? I feel like that would be wonderful with like just a crude but fun quirky animation yes. of just like yeah, that yeah. would be good. I don't think Let's I knew any it. animators. Do you? I mean, Ryan. Yeah, he's goes to work all the time. <laughs> True. We need somebody that is, is really good and doesn't have a job and doesn't like money, so they won't charge us. If you're listening, <laughs> <laughs> do you not have a job? <laughs> Do you hate money? You could have a job, I guess, but we need like time for gosh, passion free times to do this. Yeah. yeah. Do you like kids? Do you like us? Do you like not money? <laughs> Call Silly Heart. Well, folks, you heard her. If you do animation and feel like making some sort of video to go along with this next song, please let us know. Sean and Dave make music at gmail.com or you can contact us on Facebook. This one's called What Do You Do? And it's about getting out your anger in constructive ways. Sarah sang lead on this one, and I sang backup and played ukulele and washboard. Dave did backup vocals as well and played guitar, bass, and drums. Uh, My wife and longtime Silly Heart fan Summer also helped us out on the background vocals. Thank you, Summer. Our songwriting process for this one was very similar to the previous track as well. Uh, I came up with the initial chord progression. Dave and I fleshed it out, and we all collaborated on the lyrics. Do you have a favorite band of all time? Ooh. Who was like the first band that you really like got super 
obsessed with. I have two, and they've started at a really early age, thanks to my parents. Um, I love James Taylor. He's my favorite from my mom, and I think that has like led every music decision that I've made, like in who I listen to for my whole life. I still go to his shows. I love him so much. We did that. Uh, we did a James Taylor cover. Yeah, for my mom for Mother's yeah, Day. It was nice fun. Cool. It was really nice. And then I love the Beach Boys. Oh yeah, I like the Beach I can't Boys not so much love too. the Beach Boys. They're, They're so, so good. good. It's my my son's favorite is going ba 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 and so I feel like super proud. Nice. If I've achieved something in life, it's that. Yeah, that's. I mean, that's a great place to start because they're like such a solid band, and you can kind of go in a lots of different directions. Yeah. With oh, yeah. where your tastes lie, if you like the Beach Boys. My dad was a huge Beach Boys fan too, and I kind of not like. I didn't get super into them. I sort of resisted it because it was like, oh, my parents' music. Yeah. But once I start like actually actively listening to the Beach Boys and also actively listened to a lot of shittier bands, yeah, <laughs> then I really realized how incredible they are. They're incredible. Just yeah. like the layers in their music. It's just so good. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There was one time when uh, I was working at the Mountain Laurel Center uh-huh. and the Beach Boys were su- like, they were supposed to play that summer, but it got canceled or something. And... This guy, I worked in the box office, and this guy kept calling and being like, oh, yeah, I just wanted to know, are the Beach Boys tickets on sale anymore? And I was like, the Beach Boys aren't going to be here this summer. And I was like, I, I haven't heard anything about that. And he's like, oh, no, they will. They, they're going to be there. I was like, <laughs> all right, let me ask my manager. Let me just, like, make sure. And he's like, oh, no, like, it was talked about, but, like, they didn't get booked. It's, it's definitely not happening. And so I went back on the phone, and I was like, like no, it's, it's it got canceled. It's not gonna happen. And he's like, oh, you gotta believe, man. They're gonna be there. <laughs> and then he called back next week and was like, are the Beach Boys tickets on sale again? Oh, like, it's not gonna happen. Dreams. Yeah, it's not gonna happen. One of my favorite memories ever. I got to see them live, and I was not expecting it. It was one of the most wonderful moments. I was at work, and I thought I was working a Sweet Sixteen at a venue in Philly. And I got there, and I realized it was like a political rally. And I I didn't know. I was an intern. I was just like showing up to like be at an event. And and I realized the Beach Boys were playing and I went and I opened my my boss was like, can you go open the back door? And I was like, yeah, totally. I'm happy to. And then I opened it and it was Uncle Jesse, John Stamos and the Beach Boys. And I was like, what the fuck? Like in my head. And as like a professional adult, I was like, right this way, Jesse. And then I Did like, you say Jesse? Yeah. You honestly called him Jesse? Yeah. It was old. Oh, no, I just banged my head really hard on that door. And I'm still... Still more struck by the fact that you called John Stamos Jesse. It was bad. And I don't think he heard me because I think it was like so inaudible and I was probably just pointing. But I was just like, I had no preparation. I thought I was at a Sweet 16. It was probably like, I don't know, Soldier Boy or somebody. Like I thought, oh, okay, we're at a music venue. Like who could it be? The Beach Boys and John Stamos. Imagine if it was Jesse and the Rippers. I would have died. Yeah. Well, at least his name, at least his real name starts with a J and you called him a J name. Maybe that was enough to just, yeah. he thought you said I think he knew what just... you were referencing. <laughs> <laughs> he might have an English. <laughs> I don't know. If, I don't know. Oh, man. That's, you probably I can't believe I haven't me. heard that story before. We don't have I didn't told enough. you that. I remember you running in. I remember you telling me you ran into John Stamos. Or maybe I saw you post it on Facebook, but I did not know that you called him Jesse. It was very bad. That's great. <laughs> At least I didn't go, you got it, dude, or something. <laughs> Cut it out right Could over Could have been the- worse. <laughs> Man. Great show, uh, John. Have mercy. <laughs> have mercy. Could, that would have been a good Could you just reaction. do that one about the turtle and the duck for <laughs> Hi, I'm going to go to bed. Can you sing me to sleep? <laughs> Thanks. Uh, oh, man. That's great. Yeah. Life, man. Yeah. It's a crazy time. <laughs> Life is absurd. It really is. You know what that reminds me of? Do you remember when we go to marching band and somebody would buy a fucking sandwich and eat it on the bus with the windows closed? And <laughs> yeah, it didn't bother me because I like sandwiches. No, it was disgusting. It was my personal hell. I'd get on and smell onions and vinegar and want to die. Mm. And then we'd have to drive three hours to who the fuck knows where to march in the To cold. the next closest school. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> To drive to our rival high school. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it was the Subway series of your <laughs> Oh gosh. Let's talk about marching band. Don't you miss marching band? No. <laughs> it was not okay. I will say there's a high school right on the street from my new house and I hear Can the like 
Oh man. All the time and it brings back such bad memories. <laughs> I liked marching band like the people. Yeah, I think just I liked like everything except the marching. Yeah. The camaraderie. I had super fond memories, but once I was done with high school, I was like, and no more. Like yeah. Westchester, I was like, there's no way did I'm Did you doing march it. on the field or did you do the pit? Uh, marching on the field. So I was like real into it. I did drumline okay. for four years and was drum major senior year. Like I was, oh, wow. I was a marching band nerd. But then when it came time to Westchester, I was like, that's going to be a level of commitment I don't want to sign on to. Just because of the time? Yeah. It's just, yeah. I, I had a wonderful time with it, but. Yeah. Marching man was tough for me. I just felt like it was so much. Like I had a hard time playing flute sitting down. <laughs> so like then involving like moving my feet to the beat and like hitting a certain spot on a football field, which I have no experience with a football field. So like just it was a perfect storm of everything that I was not okay with. Yeah. People don't realize how hard marching band is. It's really hard. Like if you're listening and you've never done it, it's it's hard. I remember that first day, like and when it was all like coming, kind of coming into me, the picture of like, oh, like this is actually going to be this much work mm-hmm. to do this and play this hard piece and memorize it and memorize exactly where I'm going in the field. It was overwhelming. It was too mm-hmm. much. So I had to do it when I got into Westchester because I was an education major. So I did oh, it so for two years to? and then promptly switched my major yeah. and didn't need to do it at all. But... I respect your hustle. Yeah. It was because of when I was in high school, I wasn't originally signed up for marching band because I didn't want to do it my first semester. And Mr. Flicker, do you remember him? Oh, yeah. He threw a baton at me. Uh, Our middle school (laughs) director was named Mr. Flicker. And he said, you got to do marching band your first year. If you're you're an education major, you're going to have to do it anyway. Got to do it your first year. Just trust me. Do it your first year. And I trusted him and i did it and on the one hand that's where i met the vast majority of my friends so i felt like i kind of easily found my friends group in college that way but god that was a lot of work that i didn't need to do man for one credit yeah Ooh, wait not even like three credits marching no. band was six hours almost all ensemble six weeks, hours yeah. a week of rehearsal plus the time you need to spend memorizing your music and learning it and then most weekends was a football game. Now I'm good. It was a one credit <laughs> course. <laughs> Unsubscribe. Same. <laughs> Woo. But oh, I marched boy. piccolo in college because that was way easier than marching saxophone, which I did. Yeah. So. I marched mellophone. It was just great. Ooh, okay. Do you feel like you were better at the mellophone than you were at the flute? Definitely. Way less notes. Held them out for a long time. <laughs> yeah, that was like my speed. Nice. Where, and that's like, like a forgiving mouthpiece. Like a mouthpiece. Yeah. yeah. That's more. So maybe I, you should have picked French horn. I really should have. So many regrets. Like I love the French horn so much. Like when a big French horn note happens in an orchestra, like oh, my heart, like it's just so great. And I wish I would have done that because then when I picked up the mellophone in marching band, I was like, oh, this is nice. You can do nice vibrato and your tone matters because you're just holding one note <laughs> instead of trying to nail a 16th note. <laughs> Which my fingers just did not... I'm quiet. sure you could handle one sixteenth note, just not like a no, bunch like, of them strung together. No, not even one, I swear. Uh, you don't even <laughs> need to move your fingers for one. Look, you just I go, know from Doo. first chair it's hard to imagine how bad you are to be sitting last chair. Hand started that flute and should play you one sixteenth note. No. like I, I want to hear you play the flute. <laughs> you don't have to. We, don't touch the flute. <laughs> we don't normally put, put guests on the spot over. like this. Uh, later. I feel much more comfortable Off with you than I do most of my guests. Well, so that's nice, but I'm, I'm still not you doing to do it. Stuff. <laughs> no. <laughs> what is this podcast called? Bully people to play the flute? <laughs> we make music. No. <laughs> Sean and Dave make people play other instruments. <laughs> make people relive high school moments that they don't want to. Thank you. You're going to start making me march because I refuse. <laughs> and I don't even remember what the... I was going to like just call out a command, but I don't even remember it. And that makes me kind of happy. Wait, no. Band 10 hut? Yeah. <laughs> band ten, I was going for band 10 hut and I didn't. it didn't come into my brain. I, I feel like I could hear it from down the street from my house. Uh, oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. There's uh, that the voice you tap into. Yeah. I just, yeah. For me, like, I don't, I'm not usually a super loud person. Like, my voice booms, but if I slip into, like, the old marching band command <laughs> voice, suddenly it's like, oh, it's ten times left. Like, yeah. I can shake walls. Because you're <laughs> screaming over yeah. a football field. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, do you, I didn't know you were the uh, drum major. Do you like mm-hmm. conducting? 
Yeah. Was yeah, that ever I, something you like, um, wanted to go into or anything? No. I mean, like, I would love to conduct an ensemble if it just needed to be done for a performance. Mm-hmm. But, like, I have no means the coordination of, like, like, I can keep time great and I know the conducting patterns. But um, doing anything more intricate, like helping cue people with dynamics and things like that, that's where... My abilities, I'd suddenly have to sit down and practice and figure out what I'm going to do. Yeah. But back then, that, that was that. mainly, yeah. marching band is mostly just big cues and the yeah. beat, and that's all fine and fun. It was more fun, like, sh- shouting commands and, <laughs> yeah. you know, like, the pump and the over-the-topness. And of, the whole like, not marching part. Oh, you're still marching. Yeah. Wait, what? Well, the, well, not during the piece, but I mean, like, before, after, all around. Yeah, 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 and, yeah but And still. to be fair, I conducted two, I think it was two songs, but then I still was out there for one of them. Well, the plebeians yeah. like me. Yeah. <laughs> I still went out for the, I was out there for the, um, I guess the middle movement or something. The slow one? Because I was on snare drum that year, so we had oh. the, the, it was, you know, the height of nerdiness. The yeah. height of nerdiness. It was a sci-fi suite. So I, uh, I conducted for Back to the Future. That's exciting. Or wait, no. What was I on? Maybe I, oh, I did the Back to the Future, and I don't remember what the ballad was. I feel like it was a Star Trek something, and then I played snare drum at the end because we did Duel of Fates. The that was the one I that couldn't play. That was the one. You couldn't play. <laughs> <laughs> yep, <laughs> I do recall. He'd be like, "Just practice it really slow and speed it up," and I'd be like, "It doesn't work for me. I promise." Like no matter how hard I would sit at home, he'd be like, "You're not practicing," and I would literally be sitting at home going, "Da da." Da da da. <laughs> that was as far as I could get. It was really sad. Oh. My hands just freeze up like T Rex. <gasps> well, yeah, that's. I mean, incremental speeding up is the important thing, but yeah, yeah. I, when it, com- when it comes I to like the beating that you take with, like having to march and move all the time, the worst thing for me was junior year because I was playing the quints. And, Ooh. like, our quince was an all-metal cage. Wow. <laughs> so it's like five drums, all-metal cage. And, you know, go, start walking on your toes backwards. Like <laughs> That's horrible. Yeah. That's the only way I'd I carry like water, I lost, like, 10 though, pounds every year just Dude, from band camp. I remember. 10 pounds drop off. it would off. be, like, August, and you'd be outside. It'd be hot all as day. balls. Yep. <laughs> That's the correct term. Correct. Oh, yes. Yeah. How did, that how is did the it? official terminology. Just yeah. Gross. Right. Just pure sweat. <laughs> this was like when the earth was a degree cooler. Yeah. Probably even yeah. worse now. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Back These poor the kids in marching band. <laughs> I should drive down to the high school by my house Give and be like, water. do any of you want to get in my car? <laughs> I'll drive you very far away. And if that was me, if somebody did that at our school, I'd be like, yep. <laughs> I don't know who this woman is, but I am for it. And she's crying. <laughs> Her kid is Blasting screaming. Brandy, Brandy Carlisle. <laughs> she seems to have candy. And yes, more appealing than marching band. I do love a good drum line, though. In the Nick Cannon movie drum line. Oh, God. I, okay. <laughs> I, the, I like that movie, too, uh, first of all. Right, well, and the music was fun. I'll give it that. But I like, we used to, like, critique the marching patterns on this movie. We'd be like, oh, that person's out of step. Like, that line is not straight. <laughs> See, that didn't even, I, it's been too long since I've seen the movie to I remember watched the, it recently. To remember the plot up, line. Worry. Can you give me the quick plot summary? Because I remember I had major beef with the Nick plot. Nick Cannon is a drummer who can't read music, and he memorizes his audition piece, and like he's kind of like the new hotshot rookie. Then it, they, they find out that he can't read music, and that's like the big conflict. He's also trying to date a girl in the, who's like a dance major. And So what uh, was the conflict with the girl? Because what I remember being pissed about in the movie was that like... It was something about, like, he was just an asshole to her. And then when the whole movie is over, he never once apologizes. But, like, they do the makeup. Like, oh, all right. Well, I still love you. Everything's good. But, like, he never once acknowledged that he was that terrible sounds, that to that girl. Right. Yeah. It sounds right. But, but I, know, I just remember I used to gripe about that. Part the for time. the 90s course. <laughs> well, has anyone here ever seen Drumline 2? Oh. Um, probably. It's pretty good too. I didn't know was that it? watched it a couple, uh, maybe a year ago, maybe oh. less than a year ago. I love Drumline. I don't remember specifically the plot of that one either, but it's pretty solid. Yeah. Can I, I tell you guys a secret? It. Yeah. Whenever no one I need will hear to this. get <laughs> yeah. cool. Leaning close to the mic so they okay. don't hear. Okay. When I drive to somewhere that I'm nervous about going, I put on Drumline soundtracks, not like the movie, but like Drumlines playing, and I get <laughs> real hype, and then I turn it off as I'm approaching, so no one hears that I'm listening to Drumline. <laughs> But so, it like pumps me up. So you're not nervous about driving there. You're nervous about what it's going to happen. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, while so I'm driving, it's like my hype song. Okay. Yeah. What's your favorite drum line? 
don't know. Do you have like a Spotify playlist of your favorite I don't. Drum I just, line it's more of like How one of those. That? Do you have you a know, rec- like, oh, sorry. I mean, I was just going to make like a drug dealer analogy. Like, like I, not a drug dealer, but like when you're an addict to something and you're having that moment where you just need your fix, you'll just take whatever. So I just type, type in like, well, I'm nervous, drum line. And then I just like put it on and I'm like, everything's going to be okay. This drum <laughs> line's going to take you there and you're just going to, you're going to be all right. That's a good tip. Yeah. We should have put that in the song. Oh. Well, when you're mad and sad, <laughs> listen to drum Listen to drum Well, I guess that's more when you're anxious. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll do it. For, we'll keep that for the next song. Perfect. It's, uh, there's a recording that I go back. It's my, like, when I'm feeling nostalgic. Yeah. Uh, 1986 Blue Devils. They Ooh. play the song Channel One Sweet. And it's great in general, but then also the drum solo is just beautiful oh. on that. It's uh, it's one that like you can find it on YouTube in places. Perfect. I think I found it on Kazaa back in the day, like an old MP3. <laughs> oh, yeah, but uh, oh, it was good stuff. I'll keep that in my yeah. back pocket <laughs> nice. for the next time I'm really having a hard time. Uh, oh so boy! Actually, on that topic, I feel like we all have pump up songs. Yeah. Like, for me, my pump up song before every interview I've ever done for like a job or a college like um, program. Um, Visions of Joanna by Bob Dylan, the version that's on uh, No Direction Home. It has nothing of a message that's like pumping you up, but just the feeling of that version just gets me so pumped. I need to listen to it. Oh, it's so good. I'm going to put it in my phone. Should we do do the play a second? I just don't know if I can. Yeah, please do. We'll go long enough that it doesn't go. Yeah. I want to see if I feel You know hype. Scorsese and Bob Dylan are listening to this podcast just <laughs> yeah. waiting to sue us. I think yeah. as long as you comment on what you, the music you're playing is mm-hmm. legal. Mm-hmm. Let's see. We've got... So you can use them on YouTube. You just don't make any money. Right? Of I don't Johanna. make any money. Right. No one's making money. <laughs> yeah, we can also... If you're listening uh, and you hate money. <laughs> we'll take this opportunity to plug this hot new service called Spotify. <laughs> It would be great if they sponsored. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Go and stream my music, I'll get a penny. <laughs> Here we are. Oh. Just that driving beat is uh-huh. so perfect. Pop on the headphones. This is it's like six minutes, it just gets me totally. I need to get a pump up song. You, you do. don't have one? I don't have one. You've never had one? What about Eye of the Tiger? That feels like you. <laughs> I do like tigers. You, you got tigers. me there. I love tigers. That's my favorite animal probably, but I don't know if it's it. That's I friendship. I don't know if that is my favorite animal anymore. I haven't what? really decided. Who are you even? I don't know. Have you ever seen a sand cat? I mean, no. They're so cute. Look up a picture of a sand cat right now. Oh, man. Okay. There what might be. Gonna... Uh, I mean, it's like a wild cat, but it's like this big. And they're really, oh, really they're just cute. really sweet. Yeah. Oh, little baby cat. Yeah. So I'm at the, the ears DC are adorable. Too. Where do they live? Um, in the sand. In the sand. <laughs> oh. Wherever they're sand. You'll find them in a litter box uh, at your local Miami park. Beach. To they're, paint they're a picture Miami for the Beach, listeners, yeah. <laughs> it's like a baby tiger cat with, like, French bulldog ears. They're like oh. fat triangles. I don't know. They're like cartoon cat ears. I love that Look, the baby one's paws fat, are so big. Plus size triangles. I'm sorry. Plus size triangles. <laughs> They're really cute. Oh wait, that one's mad. <laughs> Our new segment: us all looking at cats. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Oh, wait, but look at this one. <laughs> oh, that one, his ears are bigger than his head. This is a cute cat. So, uh, <laughs> Eye of the Sand Cat might be a good one. Mm-hmm. Or, I don't know, I feel like if I'm trying to get pumped, like, I'll, I'll listen to, like, Bomb the Music Industry or, like, some other band that I know I just, like, really like a lot. But I don't have a specific pump-up song. I also don't, I don't know, I don't. I don't get myself into situations all that often that I need to get pumped up, maybe. Yeah. Like, if I'm driving to a wedding to, like, play classical music, I don't think I need to be pumped up. I mean, but maybe. <laughs> what would it sound like You just like need if to be, like, were? in the zone. Even if it's something that, like, brings you down. If you're mm. too tense, too nervous, you have something that mellows song. you up. Yeah. Pump down. Pump me right. down. <laughs> <laughs> and speaking of pump down songs, I think this one falls into that category. This is a tiny little jingle that we recorded to send into one of my favorite true crime podcasts, My Favorite Murder. 
things tend to get pretty heavy on that show, so they have a segment called Fucking Hooray at the end of every episode where each host says one positive thing in order to close the episode on a lighter note. Fucking Hooray! Yeah, I'll, I'll, look, I'll be on the lookout for a pump-up song, and that'll improve my life. I believe in you. I'll make everything fall into place. I mean, what else would? Winning the lottery. That too. Always helpful. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe like if aliens came and gave me some new technology that no one else knows about yet and I could exploit it and make a lot of money, that would, that would help. The word exploit seems to not work with probably what the aliens have in mind, but maybe if you phrase <laughs> that better, they're probably listening and you can summon them. Like, uh, yeah, I don't know what it would be. Maybe a new musical instrument mm-hmm. that I can. What about a flute that plays itself? Amazing. <laughs> I'll, get you, I'll get you one. I'll Thank see if I can you. get you one. And then just travel me back in time. And then I could sit next to you in band. Okay. You'd still be first chair. We'll be so close at that time. Then we'll, that we'll still be friends today. And we're not now? No, of course we are. It'll be just the same. It'll be great. Great. So let's go back in time to make everything just the same. <laughs> so, uh, and my girlfriend Angie and I were just talking about this the other day that like, so many situations where people have the ability to time travel. It's like, what would you do? Nothing to do with current events or helping the world. <laughs> it's like, I'd go back so we could sit together in bed. <laughs> Seems important. Uh, yeah, it's always, yeah. Yeah. Time travel movies, same thing. It's never something worthwhile. Yeah, we've done a couple on uh, not movies, at least one time travel movie. But it's it's hard to decide what to do when you go back in time. Yeah, we brought the oh we that was what it was. Recently, we we uh, did a time traveling Golden Girls episode. Oh, that's lovely. So that was fun, and they all got to decide what their goal was when they went back in time. They had different motives, and wow, pretty interesting. Golden Cinder not movies. Go listen it, to Sarah's it was a good episode. I, go li- listen, oh, you listen yeah. to that one? Yeah. Go listen to Sarah's episode. Sarah's episodes are great too. You did uh, the Wedding Planner two, T O O, T O O, and some other like weird short one or something. I don't remember With what the like, other one was. Puppies was that the the great puppy? No, it was. Wait, who's that guy? Sinbad. Sinbad yes. <laughs> I tweeted Sinbad about that, and he tweeted me back. Well then, that's so. That's my John Stamos. <laughs> story. I said, hey, Sinbad, you want to be on our movie? Or no, I think I just said, hey, Sinbad, how do you feel about puppies? And he said, puppies, I. <laughs> I didn't know that. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. We've done something. We touched, the, we touched Sinbad's life. Man loves puppies. I know. We know this now. Facts. Yep. You heard it here first. <laughs> oh, man. <clears throat> So, Sarah, I've listened over a bunch of the songs that you guys have done. I'm curious, from the lyric writing process, have you ever written lyrics with melodies or ideas in your head of what the music will be before Sean fleshed out the music? Or is it usually the music first, then lyrics second? Like, how's that Great work? Great question. Yeah, that's a really good question. Thank you. Um, <laughs> so, how we started, I think, was me just writing lyrics because I don't think I had the confidence to write some songs, and I would just give you a pile of them, and then you would turn the ones that you liked into songs. That was basically how it happened. Although, and I remember very distinctly at the end of Crazy Pants, yeah. um, we were just kind of playing that, and it just, like, you just came up with words and the melody all at once, and I was playing the ukulele, and we just like yeah, banged the rest we, of that song. One out just came easily. out, and I think that like that was how some of them started. And then as we progressed, I would sit at home and I would I have like a base level understanding of ukulele. I'm not like super great at ryth- rhythmically. How strumming. did that happen? When did you like? Did you just start? I don't even know. I feel like I tried like then. I was like, I'll be, I can do okay. this. And I think I just tried. Yeah, that makes sense. Awesome. Yeah. It's not a hard instrument. No, it's not too difficult. The four strings was very like affirming. Yeah. <laughs> I felt okay. <laughs> Definitely um, one of the easiest. But yeah, I think then once I had like some confidence, we were writing some songs. I liked the way they sounded. I wrote the song that I met my husband for by myself in my apartment alone one night with just ukulele. And I wrote the whole thing myself. And then you would send me some tracks with just music and I would add some lyrics into them and some melodies. And we would kind of like, do different collaborate ways of, more yeah, yeah uh, as it went on and i think that worked out great because yeah. the you had i mean i think we work well together anyway that we have a similar like your voice is about 
your range is about an octave above my yeah, range. So definitely. Like, when I write something, if I can sing it comfortably, I know that you can sing it comfortably. Yeah. Um, and so, it, it, I don't know. I often had a very easy time setting your, your words to lyrics, but whenever you sent me something that you wrote yourself was always great too yeah i feel like every time i got something i was like yeah i like this and then you would be like yeah i like this yeah it just kind of worked out really well (laughs) so it was an evolution yeah that song uh what what do you think we should play for the audience here or feature i love my favorite song yeah the one that i met my husband through that i can't remember Mm. the name of right now which one was it wrong person yeah wrong Wrong person that was on your band camp right yeah yeah Yeah. And here it is, that song that changed Sarah's life forever by helping her find the right person, Ron Person. This recording features Sarah on vocals, me on ukulele and bells, and the wonderful Erica Livell on cello. Making myself sick, my stomach jumps, my voice it screams. My throat is sore from spouting lights to keep the deepest parts of me believe. Take for you to finally see that I'm just dying to mean something to somebody. I live alone, I sleep alone, I have bad dreams. I didn't ask you to feel sorry for me. and arrange the songs i think i would come up with like the bass and then you would build it into a full complete yeah picture. the other one memo that you did you did the same thing with you had a ukulele yeah and vocals and we i fleshed it out a little bit more with guitar and yeah some other stuff on and it. a lot of times i would write a ukulele part that i couldn't play and sing at the same time <laughs> so i would like play the part send it to you play the vocals over it send it to you and then piece it all together <laughs> the moral of this whole podcast is that i have not great rhythm when it comes to doing things with my hands <laughs> Well, <laughs> you have a uh, lovely soul and voice, Thank you. <laughs> and we appreciate you. Thank you. You're welcome. Well, this is nice. This Positive is my pump-up song. This podcast is my new pump-up song. <laughs> Screw drum lines. That <laughs> uh, almost felt. Yeah, I was, for a second, it was like it was almost like. So, how is she as a musician? She has a great personality. <laughs> 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 yeah, let's say for the record, like you walked in and did wizardry today with like that song that you came in prepared with and stuff, like just literally that was stuff Sarah out. One Take Murray. Yeah, That's exactly. So nice. yeah. Coming in and like we had no melodic ideas. You just listened to it and just bam. You know what the craziest like, thing is? Is it's like an out of body experience for me because I'm not somebody that studied music. I'm not somebody who really has like an interest in it other than like structures or like forms i don't really know too much of a working knowledge other than like what high school teaches you so i think that sometimes they just fall out of me and it feels like an out-of-body experience i remember like my son was sleeping up in bed and the song that we like Mm -hmm. i wrote lyrics to 
was about having a kid and my husband was upstairs sleeping as well and i was like oh i'm gonna take a look at this right now and like the lyrics just came out i it like the lyrics came out as i was singing the melody that just came out and it just felt like it just felt so good i remember like crying and thinking like oh wow like i missed this this is really nice and it it was like what my soul needed at the time so thank you guys for writing that because when it got to me i was just like this is everything to me right now this was so wonderful and it was like one night of i think i literally sat there for an hour and was just like crying and like picking out words like quickly like full sentences just came out of me and i don't know how to explain that other than like it just was like an out-of-body experience well we've given you the silly and now here's some heart this song is called just fine and it features sarah on vocals me on uke dave on guitar and my cat duncan on background meows dave and i recorded this live together with no click track and dunk wandered up the stairs into the studio partway through giving us this nice natural crescendo and we thought it was just what the song needed so we left it in and just to reiterate sarah really did do this in one perfect take it was the first thing we recorded when she walked in and she just nailed it the first time all the way through so incredible he never took music in high school and elementary school anything and he can sit down in a piano listen to parts of a song just play it he can play both hands he has the most beautiful rhythm and he has this soulful deep just rich voice that it, it it's so outstanding to me and it literally just comes from him listening to people and kind of evolving his own taste and style and it's just so magical to me to see that even like he is less yeah. than i have and he's so much better than i am <laughs> it's so wonderful so it's just such is like, a he, cool like putting thing. out music these days he was he's rapping right now a little mm-hmm. bit and i'm not sure how much he's putting out he's very private with it and he kind uh-huh. of like hides it from everyone so, so he's not doing it for you know musical aspirations of i think he has like i i've heard he plays shows but i think he just like where's he living now with my parents okay yeah so he's like hanging out helping my parents out and he moved home from miami because he has really bad headaches and it was super loud down there remember he had yeah so concussion issues yeah he had multiple multiple concussions so his like solace has been music and when he feels good he'll sit down at the piano and he just plays and i know that when i'm at my parents and when i've been there i'll just hear him downstairs in the most beautiful sounds like just replaying songs flourishing them like adding like little bits and pieces and i'm just like you know i it's just so much like magical to me do either of your parents play music no no like my mom (laughs) is so weird 
Why did you have a piano in your house? My grandma. Did she play? Yeah, she did play. She um, always said, oh, I'm not good, but she was good. Like, it was one of those, like, modest little things, mm-hmm. but she would sit and play. She studied a lot. That's good. So that probably had a huge influence on, on you. You were oh, my super goodness. close with your grandma. I yeah. Know. My grandma was my best friend, and we would always go to Broadway shows. So I always was like, I want to be on Broadway. And I remember I went <laughs> to school, and freshman year of college, I was like, I don't like business. I'm going to change to musical theater. And then I remember one of my friends being like, why do you want to be one of those people who screams everything they sing and then i was like right i'm not a screaming singer like i don't have a belty voice so i kind of was like right incorrect choice i'm sure you could develop it if you wanted to if you put everything yeah if you put your whole self at that point into becoming a professional but you know i don't like singer, practicing you could have done <laughs> i'll admit it <laughs> i try for an extended period of time and then when i'm not perfect at it we move on <laughs> but yeah cool so. yeah so this is about your lyric content. Yes. Um, so I probably should have worded this in a way that made sense. But mm-hmm. instead, I think it would be funny if I just read <laughs> what my free association things were and Do then it. let that coalesce into a question. I'm here for it. So when I was listening to it, I um, the first thing I will say, the first thing I'm going to read, I want to say that this is not an attack, but I, I felt a connection on this. I wrote 20-something neurotic searching. Yeah, that, yeah, yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. totally. Like, you know, I feel like that is in, a, in a, a, yeah. a cell, a lot of what's happening in your music. Absolutely. Um, I was saying searching for partner, uh, house, specifically a home, mm-hmm. um, graceful, witty self-deprecation, yeah. joy and little ironies. So those are the bits I was seeing in your music beforehand, which was also when you were in the period of relationship hopping mm-hmm. do, you know the living, living the 20 something life yeah. with your pets and looking for something i feel like um, no one in my life understood me at that point and the fact that you just got that i'm like <laughs> wow <laughs> cool well it's, it Sup, comes Dave? across really good. well yeah i think you're right it's so like personal but it's so well communicated yeah from you i think there's an yeah, especially because yeah. you do you do the soft singing and so there's the intimacy right there we're right off the bat it's like oh this is confessional and yeah. so it really comes across um, it was highly personal i feel like at that so point in personal. my life yeah. it was so and how are you so good at like opening up yourself to the world you you post a lot on social media and yeah. stuff too i don't i can't think do it. i realized that if i just take ownership of the way i'm feeling and there are things there are parts of me that i absolutely would never share like there are so many parts of me that are outside but i feel like some of the like the mildly embarrassing things if i just own them then they become my story rather than somebody i feel like somebody would talk about it huh. and then i'd feel like really uncomfortable so if i just kind of tell people how i'm feeling then they'll be like well that's how she's feeling and then i can just hide how i'm actually feeling <laughs> <laughs> so this is like the the version of my feelings that i'm willing to present yeah it's like i pr my feelings and i just put them into a very like delicately seemingly very very highly intimate way that does reflect who i am at the time and then like i don't know i felt like it was a way especially with these songs to write what i felt and to kind of like sum something up so i could be like and i'm over it like (laughs) here's the song and we'll clean my hands of it and then i can move on so it was like a very nice thing but yeah you had another oh yeah so yeah so with that that's what i was capturing like that's what i felt your music that i heard on your older recordings was yeah but you also you said it's been a few years since you've really done a lot of writing and you've done a lot of living in that time so you've got a husband you've got a kid now i'm curious i was going to ask you originally um, what, how your lyric writing has changed. But I think in some parts we got tastes of it today. Yeah, but then also, for sure. I'm curious now as you're going to get the engine going again, where it's going to go. Because um, I was wondering, like, especially with the um, a lot of music that, uh, or a lot of artists that I've seen that write music based on the self-deprecating, kind of based on the single life situation, once they have reasons to be happier, how does that change their sound? But then also, I, how do they maintain the irony and the biting? And today I saw that. I didn't, it kind of answered yeah, it in some ways of how right. you keep the quirky humor going. Um, so I think, yeah, the recordings today might help just answer that in itself. But I mean, also, I think there's this realization you come to where, like, you want all these things. Like, in that point of my life, I had wanted so hard. I just wanted and wanted and wanted. And I think that. I realized as I've gotten older that it wasn't the things I was wanting for. I just realized that I'm a wanting person. Like that's who I am in my life. Like, so even now that I have all the things I previously wanted for, like I've achieved like 
the, all the things that I've wanted. Now I have these new wants and these new goals. And I just find that that's what's driven me. So I think as we move forward in songwriting and as I move forward in writing lyrics, just exploring the fact that like I have everything I've ever wanted and I still am not like full like mm -hmm. how will I ever be full and just kind of exploring that feeling because I think that that's what I hit in that song was like here I am holding my baby like I had a fucking baby <laughs> like this is like incredible and it's the best thing I've ever done in my life but I'm so alone like how did I get here did I make a wrong decision and just knowing that you've created human life and still you can feel like a girl who's sitting in her apartment with her dog, like licking the bath bubbles off her feet <laughs> and like scrolling through OkCupid. Okay I can still feel like that person despite what I've achieved. And I think that exploring that feeling is just something like I would be so excited to dive into because I think that this helped kind of funnel and pinpoint that to go, oh, yeah, this is it's still there. I'm Sweet. still that self-deprecating yeah, definitely. Person. There's there's <laughs> always two sides to play out, you know. Yeah. So two ways to look at it. Yeah, because super topic. happy. And I think I was happy then, too. That's what I think I realized in retrospect is, like, all these songs are self-deprecating, but the reason I was able to write them is because I wasn't in a deep, dark hole, you know? Right. You were yeah. able to have some... You could turn the lens back on yourself. Yeah, you know? exactly. Yeah, yeah, I think you always had enough confidence and enough hope for the future and goals and things. That, like, you yeah. never let yourself sit with your trying thoughts yeah. Right. yeah too much yeah. yeah it's hard it's there's, life. Yeah. there's grace and flair to it yeah. yeah trying just trying to do it and move onward <laughs> you know isn't everybody yeah just trying to find that new pump up jam pump up the jam oh that's a good one too yeah. <laughs> that is a good one <laughs> great guys we just made a full playlist <laughs> nice. <laughs> All right. Well, that's uh, probably all the time we have. Yeah. Thank you again for doing this. This was fantastic. Um, Thank you, guys. This was really, this really was tons nice. tons of fun. You're welcome. For someone who doesn't make music, this this, this was good. Well, we're a band again. We are. We're going to do more things. Sean and Sarah make music. Yes. <laughs> go go with like Dave. Go <laughs> silly now with more on Dave. Facebook <laughs> as well. Uh, and you'll hear more updates. Yay. Yay. All right. Thanks. Thank you so much for listening to Sean and Dave Make Music. If you like the show, please be sure to subscribe, rate, and review us on iTunes. If you have any comments or like to submit an idea or a prompt for us to improvise off of, go to our Facebook page at facebook.com slash Sean and Dave Make Music. We'll be back next month with a different guest and some new music. See you then. Bye. I am sad.